IdeaCom NC, a trusted telecommunications company with 60 years of experience in unified communications. IdeaCom is about more than just phone systems. They provide a full range of communication solutions. Whether your business is big or small, from churches to schools to fire departments, depend on the best in cabling, phone systems, IT support, and more from IdeaCom of Central North Carolina. Top-rated customer service that cares about your business needs. Check out all the host of solutions at IdeaComNC.com or call at 336-854-4455. IdeaCom NC. Are you concerned that if you pass away today that your family will be left in a financial bind? Are you concerned that your nest egg is quickly eroding in the stock market? Do you want life insurance but confused about how to get it and if you would qualify? That's where I come in. My name is Terry Edwards with Secure Financial Partners and I've been helping families over the last 20 years ensure the things that matter most, your life, your health, and your wealth. Give me a call today, Terry Edwards, 336-416-8327. Again, that's 336-416-8327. Three two seven. Your legacy is worth the call. You are locked into Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Your home for Triad Sports. I know this, man. Like to have everybody's attention for a moment. There's a stat. I don't like bringing up stats, but there's one stat about the Panthers. He's in the world is James Harden better scored than Michael Jordan. No, he's a more creative in that. He's Traveling is not creative, he Brandon. He you know, no matter what the score is, and they've said it themselves, whether they're up 10, down 10, down 20, whatever, they know they can turn it on whenever. Why did you have to bring up the Cowboys? Right. This conversation? <laughs> Lived in Texas for two years and just could not stand to watch Cowboys for life. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, listen up, listen up. Welcome to The Rundown. Here's Desmond Johnson. And happy Saturday morning to you here in the triad. Desmond Johnson here is The Rundown live on WWBG 1470 AM and online at Radio.com. Here for the next hour, get you to noon, get you ready for NBA playoff tip-offs and uh, XFL kind of stuff going on this, uh, this weekend. A lot of sports stuff happening. We'll get you ready for all of it. Loaded show for today, uh, NBA playoffs. We'll get into that, get you caught up on what's been going on the past week. NFL Draft is next week, this upcoming Thursday, so this is the last rundown before the NFL Draft. We'll hit all the hot topics there. And East Forsyth head coach Todd Willard is going to join us in the bottom of the hour at 1130 to talk about the new reclassification uh, that the NCHSAA passed this uh, earlier this week that will allow the state of North Carolina to move up to as many as seven classes for their uh, their high school classification, which is huge news especially in the world of high school football in North Carolina. So who better to bring on than Coach Willard to talk about the changes and what that'll do to affect the East Forsyth program and other uh, big programs here around the triad. With me for the hour, Ryan Stone and Brandon Blakeney in the house. What's going on, gentlemen? How are y'all feeling? Hey, live and healthy, baby. Man, I uh, the NBA playoffs, I wanted to start off here because I hadn't really been watching a whole lot of NBA throughout the season, just a little bit here and there. And I'm a I'm a Lakers and Hornets fan, so this has been a a, a trying uh, <laughs> year both ways. Just trying to figure out how to watch, when to watch. The Lakers feel like they've had three different teams this year. The Hornets were just god awful and just like injury riddled and just impossible to even try to find on TV sometimes, unless you had a Valley account. So it just made it really hard. Um, and I say this, and Tobacco Road is the, the radio provider for the Charlotte Hornets uh, <laughs> here in the Triad. We're the ones that actually blast Valley, it out. Valley Sports <laughs> is the devil. It is. I hate Valley sports. <laughs> Dude, do you remember like back in the day? I don't know. Well, you came from Virginia, so I don't know if you could watch it from up there. But when I was a kid, 
when the Hornets first started, like in the in the 90s, they were on over-the-air television. So like they had like a Hornets sports network, and it was on all like these little smaller over-the-air stations, but you could watch all 82 games for free. You could you could watch them in Southern Virginia, and then we could watch the Wizards too because of uh, Masson or Comcast. And uh I mean the reason the main reason I hate Valley Sports is because I can't watch the Atlanta Braves anymore unless it's out at a bar. I thought I heard <laughs> I thought I heard that Valley was going bankrupt or something that somebody was gonna I hope so. I hope so. We'll get into the NBA playoffs. Uh Couple things I wanted to hit on. Uh, yeah, they happened a couple days ago, but they were pretty interesting. Uh, Draymond Green will be back uh, after serving a one-game suspension for basically Seth Rollins curb stomping uh, <laughs> Sabatos. Like I've tried to watch this thing so many times to, to try to justify, like, because I know the dude grabbed his ankle, and that you're not supposed to do that. But Draymond literally, like, maybe it's because if you slow it down, it looks really, really bad. But if you play it in real time, it looks bad too. Like he literally. It looks like he intentionally just stomps on the dude and then jumps off of him. It's two different like movements going on. Uh, and then you have the Joel and B thing <laughs> that where I, I, I guess he was kicked. I don't know if he wears. Well, I do know exactly probably where he was aiming, but karma wise, he's out with a sprained knee, I think now or something like that. So, <laughs> and he did not get suspended. Did the NBA get this right in terms of suspending Draymond and not suspending Joel and B? Uh, well, they they cited Draymond's past, so I think that's that's the the big reason. Because I mean, Draymond literally had one season where he kicked like three different people in the nuts and like tried <laughs> to act like it was an accident every time, which is just <laughs> insanity. You can't kick somebody in the nuts that many times by no. accident. I, I no. so I I think that's a big part of it. I don't know that I would have suspended Draymond there because I mean he did get his ankle grabbed. Um, I, I, I'm just kind of a fan of unless it's super egregious, don't suspend them. It's uh, playoffs. It's, yeah. it's the playoffs. I and I, I'm glad I'm glad they didn't eject Joel Embiid the other night because that was you know three minutes into the game and that would have just made it dreadful to watch. So I'm glad they didn't eject him the other night. <laughs> the whole Eastern Conference feels. I haven't watched any of the Eastern Conference games because it feels like it's already kind of predetermined who's going to win over there. Uh, Brandon, I got to ask you about your boy LeBron in it with a little bit with uh, Dylan Brooks. Um, when I saw it, I actually tweeted it out because, like, when I saw it happening on the court, and everybody's my favorite version of LeBron is angry LeBron. Like, when LeBron isn't talking, he's just literally staring at you. <laughs> <laughs> he's just dagger after dagger, and he's finally posting up. Angry LeBron's when he posts up in the paint, like, he takes you down there and tries to, he'll do whatever to you, but you can't guard him. Like, you cannot guard angry LeBron. That's been really my only issue with LeBron. He's not angry with LeBron all the time. <laughs> he needs to be angry with LeBron. All, he'd have four more rings if he was angry with LeBron all the time. Does should he respond to Dylan Brooks? No, absolutely so not. Four forty piece on. No, him? I mean he he has nothing to prove. Dylan Brooks is smart. I mean he knows what he's doing. He's trying to bait LeBron into turning this into a one on one game. And no, LeBron's King James for a reason. He's heard way worse. Played way better than Dylan Brooks. So, no, I don't think he should pay any attention at all. I think he should just go out there and keep playing team basketball the way that he does and the way I expect him to, honestly. But Dylan Brooks is hilarious, man. I'm a fan of Dylan Brooks. I think he's trying to be like the Draymond of Memphis. He's uh, he's – He's like a WWE heel or something. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, he even dresses like it. I mean, yeah, <laughs> like Rollins. Like, it's weird. Like, and it, say like the craziest stuff. Like, I mean, I remember him from back in college. Like, what was it Oregon? Was he at Oregon? 
Yeah. Because yeah. I think I want to say Carolina played them in the Final Four. Was he on that team? I think it was, yeah, it was him and Peyton Pritchard were on that yeah. team together. Yeah. Like uh that was the 2017 team. Um and I didn't like them then. I remember that was didn't he get into it with Coach K or something? Do you remember that back in college? Wasn't there some kind of thing with both of them where like he Coach I, K accused him of something and I think I think there, about that. I think there might have been something like in something's the not a fact. Hand, that's handshake mean, line or something like that. Yeah. I yeah. I think K pulled him off to the side and said something because he didn't like like the way he played or something. He accused him of something. And then uh Dylan Brooks actually was right. I remember in the situation it looked like K was lying <laughs> about whatever it was. I remember, yeah, I do remember that. Vaguely about that. But <laughs> yeah. uh Lakers Memphis has turned to an interesting series. I haven't seen exactly the status of John Morant yet, but um if he can't go, can the Grizzlies actually win the series? Because uh I feel like game two was aberration. They were playing off emotion. Of They're going back to LA uh tonight. So what you got here? Uh Lakers hosting the the, the Grizzlies game three tonight. It's 10 p.m. on ESPN. Um the series tied one one. What do you guys think is gonna happen? I think uh, I think we're going to – I mean, I, I don't think LeBron is going to turn it into a one-on-one game, but I, I think he will drop 30 on Dylan Brooks' head tonight. I, like, I, don't, I don't think – and he'll, you know, he'll have nine assists, nine rebounds type of performance. I, I think – I mean, if you watch his uh, – I mean, his media availability yesterday lasted nine seconds. He literally, he <laughs> literally said – he literally said, I'm not here for the BS. I'm here to play basketball and walked away. I, I don't even – I don't know if I've ever seen LeBron do that. So like I, I think yeah. <laughs> so so I I I mean I think it's gonna be hard especially without John Morant I will say the Grizzlies are a better defensive team when John Morant's not on the floor but still trying to win on the road in L A is a lot different than when you have a great home crowd like Memphis behind you at home Yeah Brandon your thoughts on this game uh, I still I don't see anything about John Morant's status yet They probably be closer to game time decision before uh they decide i might he probably will play to be honest um what are your thoughts on this game yeah i mean i hope jock can go out there and get it done but if not man i think that we're seeing the evolution of desmond bain becoming that second star on this team that co co guy for jaw to rely on and for the grizzlies to rely on i mean he's really good on defense but i think we knew he could shoot the three really well if you've ever watched the Grizzlies, you know that's his game it was his game at tcu but now he's getting it off the dribble he's coming off of screens like rip hamilton he's showing the mid-range game like i like what i'm seeing from him as a three-level score uh jaron jackson's a monster he's been eating depending yep. i mean we're talking about job but depending on if ad can stay on the court too is going to be big because jaron jackson is an entire problem out there yeah ad is so frustrating as a laker fan like laker fans are used to having that center you know what i mean like that's that's our thing like for as long as i've been alive if the lakers have like a top five center or whatever they're a title contender and ad is a top five guy when he's healthy but I swear, I hold my breath every time my man hits the ground. Like, oh uh, man, I tweeted time. the other day. I said if if AD had KG's mentality, he'd be the best player in the I, league. Yeah, I, yeah, he can do I agree with that. Every, the only person I, I'd compare him to is Giannis. Like in terms of like what he can do when he's on, it really everything should run through AD. But if it has to run through LeBron, 
I feel like eventually they're going to run a gap. Like it has to be AD. AD is what, like 26 <laughs> or something like that? Nah, he's, he's older. Really yeah, he's probably I think, like he's, I think he's 28. I think he's 28 yeah. or something That's like that. That's still yeah. super young. Yeah. I mean, dude's got over, what, a decade in the league or whatever? Like, I mean, his body acts like he doesn't act right. super young, but he's no. still, <laughs> he, he still moves really well, though. And then defensively, the way he can impact the game, like it, it's something that we haven't seen in decades. Uh, the other Western Conference matchup that I, I've been keeping an eye on and watching actually is Golden State Sacramento. It's actually been pretty entertaining. Uh, Sacramento up two one. Golden State hadn't been down two zero in a series since Steve Kerr became head coach, which is insane. Um, Sunday three thirty ABC at Golden State. Draymond will be back after a one game suspension uh, for the stomp. Uh, thoughts on this one because I, I was thinking about this when I was watching the Kings uh, and the Warriors the other night. Steph Curry is my favorite player. Like, I've tiptoed around it. I've said similar things, but he's the one dude. LeBron is still there, but Steph is the one guy in the league that I can't keep my eyes off of when I'm watching a game. Like, you have to follow him, and he runs nonstop. <laughs> like, he literally does not stop running the entire game. Like, it must be exhausting <laughs> trying to guard this dude because he just won't stand still. Like, he literally – they showed a, a sequence where, like, they're just trying to get him open, and he's running around, running around. He'll throw it to somebody. He'll he'll stop for a second. Then he'll run around again, run around, get the ball, run around, run around. And eventually the guy chasing them gets so tired or goes through so many screens that it, it, Steph eventually is open. And like for Steph being open at 35 feet in, it's good. It's a good shot. <laughs> so, I mean, it's really hard to cover that. And I don't know if uh, Sacramento can actually do that, but I'm really impressed with Sacramento and like De'Aaron Fox. Like I did not realize that he had taken the leap that he has from the past couple of years to now. It's kind of Sacramento is what I'm hoping Charlotte can do over the next three or four years. Like just a collection of draft picks growing together, older, you get a couple of vets towards the, the end of that. Uh, you re up your top point guard and the sentence Fox for us would be ball. And you go from there. They're following the same pass. And the East is actually easier than the West in my opinion, but uh, can Sacramento, it's not an upset based on seating, but can Sacramento beat, Golden State? Like, is this the end of the Golden State run? Because if they if they lose the series, I don't know if Draymond's back. I, I mean, I don't I don't know about that, like the end of a run. But, guys, I just want to jump in and say, before this series started, last time I was on this show, I told y'all this was a very tough matchup for the Warriors. Yep. It was going to be. Mm -hmm. And I think more so than De'Aaron Fox, too. I mean, he's killing it. Malik Monk's averaging like 25 a game through two, two, three games. He's killing it. But Zabonis, they have nobody for Zabonis. And, Ryan, that's something you touched on as well. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. have nobody for Zabonis. And I think we got to shout out, speaking of draft picks, Davian Mitchell for yeah. Steph yeah. Curry standards. He's been doing a damn good job on Steph Curry, man. Like, Davian Mitchell is on him like a fly on poop. I'm telling you, it's crazy. Um, but they've just that's got hard. so many. That's really hard. Like I said, that's yeah. hard. I mean, uh, he's, he's tough, man. Davion Mitchell is – Davion Mitchell can start for a lot of teams. Like, yeah. he's he's really good. He's just behind Darren Fox, and that's why you don't hear as much about him. But he is – he's really good. He was, he was one of my favorite players coming out in that draft a couple of years ago. Like, he mm -hmm. was – he was a problem at Baylor. And then uh, we got uh, Suns Clippers, which has been marred by uh, the unavailability of players. Uh, that's another thing. Too. <laughs> <laughs> that's another thing, too, as I realized, watching Steph run around the other night and then finding out that Kawhi – I'm done with Kawhi Leonard, man. Like, I can't, I can't justify Kawhi anymore. It feels like he plays when he wants to. Hey, he was great. He was great in game one. 
Yeah. And he's gone. He's like, oh, well, yeah. I sprained my knee like in this game. And I can't. Does he have like another job or something? Like he just. Oh. It seemed like it. it, seemed like, it. Like, like, oh, I didn't realize what these were scheduled today. Let me just tell them some. Uh, I hurt my uh, my ankle uh, yesterday. I meant to tell you after the game, but I waited until the day of the game to tell you that I can't play tonight. I'm unavailable. Tyrone Lou's got like the worst job. Dude, <laughs> he's, he's such a good George. coach, in my opinion. They, I mean, he they, they he he keeps them so competitive, even without Paul George and Kawhi yeah. Leonard half the time. Like Norman yeah. Powell went off for 42 points the other night. Like that's like. <laughs> I mean, they they without without their two best players against a loaded Suns team, they only lost by five points. I like, mean, Russ, those guys yeah. are scrapping every yeah. night. Yeah. Like. We've got we got Danger Russ back again in terms of uh, Russell Westbrook, which I'm happy to see. I, I, like I, I'm so happy for Russell Westbrook. Yeah, <laughs> so run. and run. he's back in L.A. too, which yeah. you know you got they didn't have to move, just yeah. move across the hallway, so it kind of worked out for him. Uh, the Suns, though, the Suns, the Suns are missing. Uh, was basically the starting five out in Brooklyn right now. Like they need that. They, they don't have a bench. I, I will <laughs> say. I will, I will say. Tory Craig has had a hell of a postseason yeah. so far. Yeah, yeah. Like, he has been going. Crazy. Yeah. He's averaging like twenty three a game or something mm-hmm. like that. He like, had a big shot. He hit the dagger yeah. the other night. And put yeah. the uh, Clippers away. Yeah. Uh, so Suns lead that two to one. That's actually today at three thirty on TNT. Um, Busy day for the Staples Center. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I saw I think the I think the best tweet I saw all week was somebody pointing that out and they were saying the thing to do is you buy a ticket for the Clippers game and then you hide in the bathroom <laughs> until the Lakers game. <laughs> hey, I like that. I like it's that. It's the old movie theater trick. That's, that's exactly. how you go watch uh, two different movies. You go in there, you do that when it's over, you don't file out with everybody else. You just kind of yeah, you just go to the next theater. Just yeah. go over to the theater. What's well, hang out in the back and you get to go. Um <laughs> the uh the uh, Suns lead that two to one, uh, and again that's at three thirty. Lakers uh, Memphis game is at ten o'clock. So yeah, Staples Center is getting. Uh, well, it's not Staples anymore. What is it, like crypto? <laughs> something. Whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, crypto whatever. Something, yeah. It will forever be the Staples Center. Yeah, I think they're regretting that. Uh, that name change. I didn't even go to Denver, Minnesota because they're up three zero. Uh, probably going to close it in Minnesota tomorrow. I, I think. I think Denver has been really impressive. I got to give it to them. Like Don't they have, they have taken I'm care sorry. of business. Yeah. <laughs> Jamal Murray actually Murray. showed up this time. Yeah, put up forty. Um, so the Nuggets look like they're gonna. They're they're the one seed in the West, but they feel like the most disrespected one seed in a long time out there. I don't feel like anybody's really giving them any play over in the East. The Knicks and the Cavs is a pretty good series. Two one Knicks lead that series. This might be the year the Knicks actually do a little something in the playoffs. Uh, the Cavs, I feel like they're like a year or so away, but. Uh, they're coming. Um, the Cavs are definitely coming. It's, it's weird to see a good Cavaliers team without LeBron James on it. Because um, even as a kid, the only Cavs teams I remember go with like the Mark Price, Brad Daughtery back in the like late 80s, early 90s uh, Cavaliers. So and they didn't get far because of Jordan. So um, be interesting to see what the Cavs do going forward. 76ers leading the next uh, the Nets 3-0. Nets just I think just outgunned. They don't really have anybody to deal with. With uh, Embiid and Harden's actually playing pretty well too. Uh, we didn't Harry's talk about Harden getting ejected. Yeah, thoughts on Harden's ejection? Because <laughs> uh, I don't. Yes. He was trying to do anything, and yeah, I, for... I think I think they were just they were already kind of in a mood, kind of a mood because the uh, early exchange with Embiid and Claxton, and then Claxton got ejected later in the game, and I, I think it was just a. I, like I didn't like that just... either. The <laughs> yeah. ejection, I didn't like because he was just it's playoffs. Like he didn't really do anything. I mean, you can't well, he got he, he got a second. He got a second tech from. Yeah, he from got a, a tech early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So, so I mean, I know, I, yeah. I know it was kind of on a technicality, but still, it's just like, ah, oh, man. So like that whole series is kind of marred by. Uh, oh, I, I literally think they're sitting Embiid because they know the series is over. I think they're just giving Embiid the day off. Like I, oh, I don't, that's actually I, good I, point. I don't think I don't think he's that. I don't think he. I think he's fine. He's probably he probably could play. Would be my guess. But I think think about that. I, I think they're just they're just they might as well give him the day off because honestly they they might be able to finish him off without him today. That's a good point. Yeah, they play uh, to, uh, today at 1 o'clock. They're starting off the action. So when we're done here, uh, they'll be playing on TNT, uh, game four at Brooklyn. Uh, and then, of course, Boston and Atlanta. I have not given the series one thought whatsoever. Uh, I, I thought Boston was going to sweep Atlanta. Well, I'll, I'll say this. like Boston has been super impressive in the first two games, and they even didn't play bad last night. But Atlanta just played out of their minds last night. I, I don't think that's happening again. But, I mean, DeJounte Murray had – a phenomenal game last night. I, I love DeJounte Murray. Like, I mm-hmm. honestly, if Atlanta did decide to move on from Trey Young and they brought back a whole slew of prospect, a whole slew for Trey Young to put with DeJounte Murray, I think that would be a pretty good move by Atlanta. <laughs> to existence. Uh, and then, of course, Milwaukee, the one seed in the East, uh, they're tied with the Miami Heat, a team that looks like they are just ready for the season to end and they do not hang <laughs> with each other. <laughs> like, they're just in the playoffs just because, like, and they're, they got a 1 1 uh, tied up series here. Bucks won 138 122 in game two. That game is 7 30 p.m. tonight on ESPN. So it's the. Uh, the Giannis, Giannis is doubtful again today for that one. Ah, uh, oh, the back. Yeah. Him yep. falling back. See, this whole season, the whole NBA season has just been so marred with injury. It's really hard to tell who the best teams are. I, again, know? again, I think I think it's a similar situation with Giannis and Embiid, though, because I, I think Giannis, mm-hmm. I think I think he probably did need to sit the other night, but I think he could probably play today if they really wanted him to. But I, I just don't think they're that worried about the Heat with Tower Hero being out. Like, I, it wouldn't even shock me if the Heat win tonight, but I still think you bring Giannis back in game four, and he's healthy. I still think Milwaukee takes care of business. Let me. Yeah. Let me oh, go ahead, go ahead, Brandon. You got something real quick? No, I was just gonna. I agree. Yeah. Uh, let me take a quick commercial break. When we come back, uh, East Forsyth head football coach Todd Willard's waiting in the back. He's gonna come on. We're gonna talk about the North Carolina High School Athletic Association ruling that they are finally expanding uh, to set minimum seven classes by the 2025-26 school year. We'll get into the ramifications of that, what it means, how they're gonna actually figure this out. Where will East Forsyth probably land? I think I kind of have an idea of how they're going to do this. We'll get some. Uh, <laughs> get my, some- my question, my question to that is, is, is seven too many? That's that's the thing. I like. I don't. That's a lot. That's a lot. But South Carolina's got five, don't they? I think, I think Texas. I think Texas has seven. So that's why. Like I don't like. Our, Doesn't our te- Georgia oh, too? Nope, I think Georgia that. might. Georgia might have. I think Georgia has at least six. Well, we'll we'll get into all this because uh yeah we'll 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 get into it. We'll be back in just a bit. This is the rundown WWBG fourteen seventy AM and tobaccoroadsportsradio.com. You're listening to the rundown with Desmond Johnson. Walkertown Auto Sales. Look no further when shopping for your next vehicle. Located in the heart of the triad at 3076 Walkertown View Drive in Walkertown, Walkertown Auto Sales specializes in affordable and reliable used cars, trucks, and SUVs. They offer financing with good credit, bad credit, or no credit, with interest rates as low as 3.9%. With knowledgeable employees that are always willing to go the extra mile, you'll drive away with the car of your dreams at Walkertown Auto Sales. Check out the entire online inventory now at Walkertown Auto Sales. 
Hey, Panther fans, right now on the SiriusXM app, here are the most in-depth Carolina Panthers coverage anywhere with Believe in Carolina Panthers, part of the Believe Podcast Network on SiriusXM. Here from me, Desmond Johnson, and my co-host, Skylar Callahan from Sports Illustrated, and Panther great Jonathan Stewart, as we break down the Panthers before and after every game through the NFL season. Your team, your podcast. Search B-L-E-A-V in Carolina Panthers on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you believe? Find your next car at Auto Store of North Carolina in Walkertown. Their goal is to make car shopping and car buying experience fast, friendly, and easy. They have helped hundreds of customers get behind the wheel of a newer, reliable, quality-used car, and they can help you, too. Stop by and speak with one of their sales professionals today and drive away with your new car. The Auto Store of North Carolina, 4964 Reedsville Road in Walkertown. Give them a call at 336-595-8550 and view the current inventory of vehicles at AutoStoreofNC.com. Blue Naples Pizzeria in Kernersville is now hiring. Come work for one of the best Italian restaurants in the triad. Currently hiring dishwashers, cooks, front cashiers, and more. Great hours, great pay. Give them a call at 336-993-7707 or stop by and inquire at 1519 Union Cross Road in Kernersville. Start working this week. Blue Naples Pizza. Looking to tailgate this summer? Stop by One Stop on the way. One Stop number 6, located just one mile west of East Versailles at 2748 West Mountain Street in Kernersville. One Stop serves fresh fried chicken and our famous taters seven days a week from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Feeding a crowd? Get 16 pieces of chicken and sides for just $27.99. Craving wings? Come try our new spicy breaded wings. Get a five-wing meal with six taters and a roll for just $7.39. Now in regular hot ranch or spicy. One stop number six, 2748 West Mountain Street in Kernersville. Back to the rundown with Desmond Johnson. The 75th anniversary season of Bowman Gray Racing opens tonight at the Madhouse, and you can get a lot of coverage from us here at Tobacco Road Sports Radio and SportsCarolinaMonthly.com. Cody Hecox has a brand new article be up for you in about an hour or so, uh, and a little bit later on today on Tobacco Road Sports Radio, if I'm not mistaken, starting at around one o'clock. Uh, the Pit Stop Marathon with Randy Pettit will be on for about two and a half hours. Interviews with John Holloman IV, uh, Tommy Neal, Riley Neal, and a few others. So definitely stick around this afternoon and get you ready. It looks like the weather's going to cooperate. I woke up to a thunderstorm, but now that it's bright and sunny in Kernersville. So uh, who knows? It's, it's opening day, so it's probably going to rain. <laughs> but uh, this is the way it goes down at Bowman Gray. But I think it's supposed to clear up by four. Uh, gates open at six. First race at eight o'clock. So definitely go over there and check them out. Joining us right now, two-time... Uh, state champion, East Forsyth head football coach Todd Willard, friend of the program and station online. What's going on, brother? How you doing, coach? Good, man. How you guys doing? Doing good. Doing good. Doing good. Uh, I was just over at East last night. I think I just missed you because I think you were in the uh, the press box over at the uh, the baseball game. Uh, East was taking on Glenn on senior night, and uh, I went over there after I had to do A and T William and Mary in Greensboro. They finished early, so I ran by there to make sure that uh, J P Mundy. And Chad Delp hadn't burned down the press box while we <laughs> everything was fine. East uh, defeated Glenn. I think it was like 10 to nothing or something like that. The East, the East Forsyth baseball team is a problem. Uh, ranked number one in the state. Uh, ranked number 23 in the country uh, this week by PBR. Um, 
So uh, shout out to Coach Drew Dahl and those boys over there, Braxton Stewart and all those guys are doing real big things. The CPC tournament is next week. We may have some of that here on Tobacco Road. Um, we'll give you the, the specifics for all. Well, not next week, the week after. Um, we'll give you the specifics for that uh, as we get closer to it. Coach, I wanted to bring you on because uh, me and you have had uh, conversations about this very topic numerous times over the past couple of years, um, ever since the the state went back to just four classifications for football. Um, let me frame this. So probably for about, well, about 20 years, I guess, they split out the football into subdivisions where there was eight subdivisions and football only. And everything else was uh, four. Uh, probably, what was it? When was it, Coach? 2020, 2019, when they went back to uh, just um, It was after we won – so the, the COVID year was still split. And then after that COVID year is when that next falls, when they went to back down to four. Yeah. So we played the spring 2021 season as if it was fall 2020 with the yeah. split. And then you guys literally didn't really have an off season. You just kept on practicing yeah. <laughs> and went into the fall uh, for 2021. Um, news coming out of the high school uh, association, uh, the North Carolina high school athletic association this past week that they have passed uh, a measure that we had spoke of where they are going to finally expand uh, to up to a minimum of at least seven classifications starting in the fall of 2025. There'll be a 64 school cap on all classes. Um, I kind of look at it like, and correct me if I'm wrong, coach, like the old four double A would be seven A. The old four A would be six A and vice versa, like kind of down the line. It feels like that's how it's going to line up because weren't those subdivisions 64 schools too? For the most part, yeah, and um, some. Of, so then, when you kind of trickle down, you get some of the top three double A schools will end up being in that six A conference. Like um, some projections would like Dudley would actually be in six A now um, with us. Um, Charlotte Catholic, who already is in Big Four, they'd be there. So there'd be a lot of change. Um, I think it's something good. I heard you guys prior to the break you know, saying, is this too many divisions? Um, by the high schools we have and across the, the nation in the United States, we were so far behind, it's unbelievable. You got a place like T Tennessee, who's right next to us, who has like 380 schools, and they have six divisions. We had 430 schools, and we had four divisions. Yep. So we're right on there. We're kind of like Georgia. Georgia's right at about 670, or I mean – 470 schools so we're pretty close to them and they have 7a um, Florida has eight divisions you know so with this, this is a great thing I think it this seven divisions and the way they got it written um, was really good and I'm proud of the high school coaches not just the football coaches we had the baseball coaches the basketball coaches men women volleyball all voting on this and making sure their principals voted so just uh, proud to be a, a coach in North Carolina and having us all come together. Yeah, and that, and that was the thing. This wasn't a vote by like a committee or something. The high school principals all had to vote on this, and they had to get past a certain percentage for it to pass. And I think this was proposed a couple of years ago, but either principals ignored the email or they just didn't answer it or whatever. And they had a lot of just like no answers, and those count as no, so it didn't pass then. But uh, we talked about this because, you know, We've always talked about Charlotte versus the triad or whatever when it comes to football or, or really any kind of sport, really. And Charlotte really pounds their chest on that. But the, the schools down there, Myers Park, for example, Myers Park has what, like 3,400 kids or something like that. And then uh, a couple of years ago, 
in the playoffs, they had to play Glenn, which is at the time the smallest 4A school. I think they had like 1,400 kids. Or yep. And the crazy thing was Glenn won the game, and they were hosting the game. They won it. But to us, it was like that game shouldn't even have been played. Like Myers Park should have been in a different classification altogether, and Glenn should have been in a different classification. You got schools like Parkland that are in 4A that probably shouldn't be. Uh, schools like Dudley that are beating up on everybody in 3A that probably should be in 4A. Like it's just there's all this kind of – like movement that schools are in the wrong spots. And then you've got a handful of schools where it don't really matter what class they're in. Like East, you guys would be fine. 4A, 3A, 2 like you guys would be fine. <laughs> but like Grimsley, they, they'd be fine. Like there's schools that are out there that could do it, but not all of them. And so like for them to do this, it should make the playing field more level for everybody, right? Like I would assume. Yeah. Yeah, I, th I think so. In football, like you said, we're, we're kind of we – either way, we're pretty happy wherever we are playing. We're not worried about too much. You know, I'm trying to think who we beat uh, a few years ago in the second or third round down in Charlotte. And, um, you know, they were oh, over no. double our size. Um, Is that Audrey Kell? Yes, Audrey, yeah. Audrey Kell, you know. And, you know, kind of like Glenn, they're playing a school over double their size, you know, so – um, you know, if you put the Kernersville schools together, us and Glenn, we still wouldn't have had the same amount, but I bet you we would have really tore them up then. But anyways, <laughs> I think um, what, the, the, what I'm more happy about, honestly, is not so much football. I sit and watch our basketball team, who's been really good the last few years. It is not fair for basketball to have to play a school double their size, almost three times their size, when all you need is one or two more guys, and that's a big difference in basketball. Yeah, and, and we're part. we're playing schools that they have more boys in their school than we have in our whole student body. So I'm really happy for these other sports. I think uh, it, it will help out those tournaments a lot better. Could I interject real quick, Dev? I just yeah, wanted ahead, to ask for you guys, because I haven't looked too much into this, but I remember I think a couple weeks ago when I had Langston Wirtz of the Charlotte Observer, we kind of touched on this as well. And he mentioned, you know, how charter schools were kind of at an advantage. So does this impact like the charter schools at all? Are they going to get their own conference? Or are they going to be separate? Um, you know, I, honestly, I haven't looked into that too much because most of the charter schools in football, it doesn't bother us. We, we wish they would play football, so maybe they wouldn't be ready for base or like baseball or basketball season. Maybe they'd be a little beat up a little bit. Um, I'd, I'd invite those charter schools to play football, but um, you know, I, to be honest, Brandon, I don't know the answer to that question. What does this mean for a school like Reedsville? Like y'all talking about limited or, you know, even in the playing field for a team like that in two way, in your opinion? You, you know, at the end of the day, if you really look back, that a lot of the divisions aren't going to be much different than what they were when we we're in 8A, to be honest. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the difference might be at the 7A or the 1A, maybe some difference there. Um, Reedsville could come and play for it and they'd be fine probably. I mean, 7A. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. 
Yeah. We play them every – we scrimmage them all the time, and I tell you what, I wouldn't want to play them in the season. So, I mean, so Reedsville can play anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. They got a, they got a tight end and defensive end right now. Oh. It's just an absolute oh. – As a freshman, that's scary. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. just an absolute I – mean, he's like 6'7", 235. As a, yeah. We're going to see them up and close. We're scrimmaging them this fall, so that will be a great test for us. Let me know when you all do that. I might tag along because I want to see like, this. I, I'd actually like – to watch that <laughs> yeah that, that could be a good uh a good opening one you know jimmy teague's boy is now his son's the head coach yeah. and um he's a great guy happy for him i think jimmy's gonna hang around so that'll be a fun one to start off in the fall you know it's crazy too because uh, i was looking back on it um reedsville a lot of the titles that they've won they won it as the the divisions were split like they didn't win like when it was just four classes they got a lot of those a lot of those titles title town or whatever was mm -hmm. after the, the the subdivisions so once they got it to a point where the the schools that were playing reedsville were similar in size they started dominating that that area and even now when they went back uh i think they lost to shelby was it yeah. last year in the, in the championship yeah. and shelby's lost, always good too so they've lost to shelby twice in the yeah. last couple of years. I hear Shelby there. fans are just as loud as uh, <laughs> some of the Charlotte fans down there. The Shelby fans, they will let you know they are from Shelby and they play football down there. Um, I, I was thinking about it too last night when I was at the baseball game, how it affects these other sports because my mind always thinks football when we're thinking about these classifications. And you you hit on it, Coach Willard, in terms of uh, the, the other sports probably suffer more because you can kind of, if you're in a fertile area like Kernersville where you can kind of, build a team in football it, it's different than like uh these other sports where you got 11 guys on the roster or 12 guys on the roster and you said east Forsyth lost to myers park in the playoffs i want to say last year last season or season before it was one of those and they had a bunch of six eight guys <laughs> you know they're out there and we didn't have the height to really to deal with it and i think that this should level that out would this push a school like a west Forsyth until like 7a because they were in four double a Weren't they? Aren't they? Yes. So the teams around here will probably be uh, West Forsyth, um, obviously Reagan, Northwest. I saw some predictions. I didn't even know this. Southwest Guilford. I didn't know they had that many schools. Page, um, or I mean, that many people in their school. Um, those are some projections that they'd be in the 7A. Wow. Um, there's actually, I think I counted it up. There would be six or seven teams, because Davey would be the other one. They would also be in 7A. They would actually have a league, and a lot of people are afraid of the split leagues right now. Yeah, that was an ask. People don't understand. There's split leagues right now. You know, I don't know how people think. There, there's already – there's split league in, in Charlotte. There's split leagues up in the mountains right now under what we have. So for people to say, oh, now we're going to have – well, we already have split leagues. The school, you know? that, uh, the school that a lot of East fans are familiar with over the past couple of years from down in that area, Huff, they were just up here uh, and got beat by East Forsyth in baseball earlier this week. Uh, they're in a split conference. They're in a 4A, 3A yep. conference. You know, uh, Chambers, I think they're in that same conference. Yep. You know, like it's the IMAC or whatever it is. So they're, they're playing 3A schools, which is why I could never figure out the RPI. Like if they're playing those schools – Shouldn't their RPIs be getting hit because they're playing lower classes of schools, or does that not matter because they're in the same conference? Like, I can't figure that stuff out, but uh, they're going to end up having that. Or I'm thinking they're going to have conferences where you got to travel a long distance, like across like uh, three or four counties. Like, I have a friend down in uh, Mooresville. Uh, we were talking about this right before. Uh, he follows the Mooresville softball team because we, we played them last year, and that's how I met him. And um, 
he said that they were talking about Mooresville being in a conference with West Forsyth, Davey, uh, Lake Norman, uh, and so, another school like in that area. So like going north to south, mm-hmm. like from, uh, that. And I started thinking about it in my head and I was like, that's a really long drive, isn't it? Like an hour and a half. He's like, eh, about an hour or so. But we already schedule each other anyway, like because we're kind of close by. Yeah. And I think that might happen with us where could you see if Paige doesn't get put up, East Forsyth getting put back into a conference with Paige again or Grimsley. Uh, it, it feels like that might end up happening where you have more cross-county stuff for us going east. Yeah. Uh, a matter of fact, that was the other team. Now, you say they, in this projection, they had Grimsley in the big seven, too. So, so, yeah, I think the conferences could be very interesting um, in the fact that I think we would be playing some more Greensboro schools. Greensboro would be playing more of us. And I like that because then our county can have more people or more schools in the playoffs and not knocking each other out. And I'm not playing West Forsyth the last game of the year and then turning around and playing them in the first round. Yeah, and, then, and then I think second round I played Mount Tabor or third, you know. Yep. So I'm kind of excited about that a little bit too. Um, that was the way it was um, when we had the split leagues. You know, Des, I think us and Glenn – we're in a Guilford County kind of league. And that was kind of neat because then our non-conference games were West Forsyth, Mount Tabor, and Reagan, oh, um, which like is those. neat. I, I like that scheduling better because that was back when, like, we would see West Forsyth, like that Labor Day weekend game. Like, yep. we that third week that we'd play them. Uh, you're right. We had Grimsley. We had them on the yep. schedule. We'd play them. If, uh, was that the Metro? Were we in the Metro 4A? We were in the Metro 4A at one time, yep. Yeah. So, like, yep. when I was – when I, I graduated in 96. When I was in school in 96 – uh, we were in the Metro, but the Metro was us, Page, Grimsley, South Stokes. Uh, I think Glenn was in there. Carver was still a 4A school. Um, this tells you how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> Carver was 4A. Um, Dudley. Dudley was in there. Uh, so we got a chance to see like all these schools from all these different counties because uh, there just weren't that many 4A schools, and they were just grouping them all together like that. Um, any uh, – any updates before we get you out of here, Coach? Appreciate you coming in this morning and checking in with us. Any updates on uh, the football team? And what are you guys um, up to? No, I mean, hey, one of the big, big things, I've, we've our coaching staff's going to look a lot different, as you know, Des. Um, obviously, Aaron Beal's retired from, from coaching, but uh, we still stay in contact. He's still our media guy and do, does all of our social media stuff. But, uh, we, you know, we hired Derek Bryant from the old Parkland head coach. He's now our defensive coordinator, and he's going to do great. Um, we're really excited about him and uh, where what direction we're going there. But just excited. We've had a couple days in a spring ball already. Um, guys are looking good, working hard. And, you know, the big thing is I'm just happy that this passed. This is something we needed to do. North Carolina high schools are just exploding. I mean, that's all – you know, these bylaws hadn't been changed since like the 50s, 60s yeah. when they were, you know, and for this, you know, I'm not a huge fan, as you know, of uh, the people down in Chapel Hill very much. But uh, I will have to say uh, I appreciate Q Brown for all the work that they actually did for this. They really did work hard to pass this. And I know all my coaching buddies who are listening right now are going to call me. But I am. I'm. I'm really grateful to Q Brown because she or Q Brown. I wish I had Q Brown back again, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Q Tucker uh, down there in Chapel Hill, they did a great job of of really helping getting this pushed through. Mike Newsom, the old coach, 
down at Kannapolis, who just retired, did a great job of getting us all together. I saw uh, there was a tweet that went out um, probably like last week or something. I retweeted across all our channels, too, where uh, it was someone that was leading the charge on this. They're like, hey, there's only like a week left. If you're a principal and you haven't gotten in your vote, please do so. We tweeted it back out. And then when I saw that everything passed through, I was like, oh, good. They actually got enough people to vote on this to make this happen. And you were the first person I texted when I saw the uh, the news that they were going to be expanding to this. Um, I hope your uh, I hope your Packers get rid of Aaron Rodgers here soon enough, sir. I know you're rooting on him to get on out of here. Uh, <laughs> Me too. Good. Oh, great. I can cheer for the Packers again then. <laughs> you might be waiting until July. I don't know if they're going to actually move him until then. Actually, I don't know. Nobody knows what's happening with that. There's Is been he no going to be out of his cave by then. Otherwise, like, ask no uh, no darkness retreats for Coach Willard. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, I tell you what, if he does come back, I am burning on our first show for the coaches show. I am bringing all my Packer gear, and I'm going. If we're at Jay Peppers, I'm going to throw it out in the fire pit. They got out. I'm throwing every Packer thing I have, man. Anything that has twelve on it, it's gone. 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 The nest will be back in August. Uh, East, we are the home of East Forsyth uh, Sports, the East Forsyth Sports Network, uh, East Forsyth Sports Network. We'll be broadcasting the East Forsyth football schedule home and away like we did last year. Myself, Hot Rod Funderburg will be in the house as well. Chad Delp. Uh, it's always a lot of fun. So definitely we'll, uh, we'll, we will be around. And, yeah, I definitely want to go check out that scrimmage. So I'll holler at you. We'll, t- we'll talk soon. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, man. It's, uh, looks like sa- Saturday is going to be good. So, hey, let's go outside and go hit the golf ball or go do something. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> or as Katie probably has me picking weeds and cutting trees or something. <laughs> like, I'm sure. Sneak out the back door. Like, you, you guys go golf. I'll go do yard work. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you, Coach. All right, guys. Coach. Thanks. We're gonna take a quick commercial break. We'll be back in a bit. The rundown here on TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com. Thanks, guys. Down with Desmond. See you. We love sports. Joe Lewis, the greatest boxer ever lived. Not only do we love sports, but we love to debate sports. He was bad in Cat Clay. He bad in Sugar Ray. He bad in that. Who that's you? The new boy. Mike Tyson looks like a bulldog. He bad in him, too. He done whipped Mike Tyson there. He whipped all that. For the best sports analysis in the triad. What about Rocky Marciano? In depth local coverage of your favorite schools and teams. Let me tell you something wonderful. Rocky Marciano was good. But compared to Joe Lewis, Rocky Marciano ain't. And of course, the best sports debate in the triad. It's Joe Lewis's ass. Welcome to Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Joe Lewis was 75 years old when he fought. You're welcome. I don't know how old he was. got Are you looking for the next best soul food spot to please your palate? What if I told you there's one right under your nose? Welcome to Taste of the Triad, located in the old Bell Brothers Cafeteria, location at 4320 Old Walkertown Road in Winston-Salem. Authentic Southern comfort food in a family atmosphere. At Taste of the Triad, you can have Sunday dinner anytime. Mmm, baked chicken, fried chicken to order, the best meatloaf in the Triad, ribs, baked mac and cheese, and more. Check out Sunday Smackdown with beef and pork ribs, smoked turkey legs, collard greens, yams, and much more. Are y'all hungry yet? Did I even mention the live music on Sundays? Comfort soul food in the heart of the Triad. Taste of the Triad. 4320 Old Walkertown Road in Winston-Salem. Check out the menu at tasteofthetriad.com. Back to the rundown with Desmond Johnson.
The NFL Draft, the 2023 NFL Draft, will start Thursday night with round one on ESPN and NFL Network. Your Carolina Panthers have the number one pick in the NFL Draft. It looks like it's going to be Bryce Young. Um, Ryan Stone, Brandon Blakeney here with me. I'm uh, Desmond Johnson, your host for the Rundown every Saturday on TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com and WWDG 1470 AM. Did you guys see the scores? Uh, the, what are the S2 scores or whatever? Wonderlick. Uh, yeah, or is it the um, Wonder League? Yeah, I, I don't know if it's still called the Wonder League or not, but it's basically the same thing. I mean, so so Bryce Young scored ninety eight percentile, right? Hinton uh, Hooker is like forty eight percent or something like that. Anthony Richardson's like at seventy four. C.J. Stroud scored eighteen uh, percent on this. Um, but no, I think I think I, I think that's I think I think it's an eighteen based on the Wonder League score. I don't so, think it's I don't think it's I don't think it's eighteen percentile. So I'm confused because it makes it sound like C.J. Stroud is slow. And I don't think C.J. Stroud is slow by any means because uh, it's it's all about your processing speed or whatever on the field. Um, there there aren't there aren't a ton of like great quarterbacks that haven't fared well on that test. I will yeah. say that. Is it the end all be all? No. But right. there aren't there aren't there. There just aren't like Vince Young did not do well at all. Uh, I think Cam Newton, but Cam Newton, I think only scored a 21. I think Jalen Hurts scored an 18. So, I mean, there, there are examples like in that vicinity where guys have been good. Okay. That makes me feel a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that, definitely. Um, I, I have been doing the media rounds with Bryce Young this week. Cause I, I landed on him last week for Carolina to get, and I, I hadn't really watched a whole lot of them cause I, I didn't watch a lot of college football for the past two years. I've known of him, but I didn't really watch him. And now I've been watching a lot of film and now I'm just listening to him talk and just like, uh, he was on Steve Smith's podcast. I'm gonna watch that tonight. He was on the Pivot podcast. Uh, that's really well done with Ryan Clark and those guys. And that was when I kind of fell in love with the kid. I'm like, oh, okay. Not only can this dude do the stuff on the field, he's got it together too. In terms of like, um, I wanted to see belief in himself. Like, like, do you believe you can do this? Like, are you him? You know, like, do you believe that you are him? And I believe he believes he is him. Like, and has been for. The play in his entire playing career, he's got that kind of moxie to him, and he felt like he kind of controlled the room a little bit too. I can see why the Panthers' front office is probably falling in love with him. I feel like they traded up with the idea to get Bryce Young, but they were open to have their mind changed if something came around. And now they've gone through all that and spoken to all of them. I think Bryce Young's going to be the guy. Are the Panthers going to regret drafting Bryce Young because of his size, or no. do you think the Panthers are making the right choice? I, well, you, <laughs> I mean, it's a double-edged sword if we're going to talk about his size because what if you take the reach on Anthony Richardson and Anthony Richardson is just a complete bust? Exactly. Like, what if, what if, what if you, what if you take C.J. Stroud and C.J. Stroud is just another Ohio State quarterback in the NFL? Like, there, there's risks with all these guys. All like, there, yeah. there, there's not, there's yeah. not, but Bryce Young is the safest pick, and that's that's what the Panthers need. They have yeah. a lot of already around him. Bryce Young is a perfect fit for Carolina. Am yeah, I, he'll come in day one and be ready. Is he a day one starter? You think out of the four? I think so. I mean, he looks the I, most ready between him and Hendon Hooker. I'd say obviously the ACL is going to keep him out, but when he's healthy, I think those two are the most two complete. Like they're not going to be projects. There might not be as as much sexy upside, but Bryce Young's going to be. You can trust him, like Ryan said. You'll be able to give him the keys day one. He'll take the car out. He'll bring it back safely. The um. The Steph Curry on grass comparisons, what I keep hearing with Bryce Young, but just primarily because of uh, 
some of the stuff that was said about Steph when he came into the NBA. Uh, I mean, he'll like frame gets hurt, can't finish he, rim. I mean, I mean, being two hundred and four pounds is a little concerning, but he'll put on size. I mean, that's not. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think that's. I don't think bad. that's super. I mean, he'll get to. He'll get to two twenty probably. Yeah. Like I don't think that's super concerning. I. I mean, I think. I mean, I think the biggest thing, the biggest concern was height, but then like he only had three passes batted down last season. So obviously, yeah. like that's yeah. not something that he he seems to understand how to get around that. Um, did we we did not I, I do a lot of Panther shows throughout the week, so some of the topics cross over. I don't think we we've had a chance to talk about Jalen Hurts and his deal. Um, well, I mean, that's what I kind of was thinking when you said smaller quarterback. I mean, the highest paid player in the league right now is a small quarterback. What is he, six so, foot? Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's a, the yeah. new wave we're seeing. He's I mean, yeah. You know. I mean, he's he's a lot more stocky than Bryce yeah. Young, but yeah, yeah. but he's but, got I mean, a few years yeah. on him though. Yeah. He'll get yeah. there. That's, He'll get yeah, there. That's, that's true too. I mean, I, I, built like that too, where he's stocky uh russell wilson was like that but those all those guys all played other sports they all played baseball well, yeah baseball they were built like baseball players mm-hmm. russ i think he's a little tall bryce is a little taller than russ he's a little bit more slender but i mean you know two years from now he could be 215 220 i think i think i think i think russ i think maybe part of russ's problem is he's a little too big Actually, like actually, last, last couple of years, he's not he's not mobile anymore, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, mobile. He, actually, he's not. He's not. Uh, I, I think he's. You know, I've seen him a couple times, like out of the pads and stuff, and he looks a little chunky. Like it's, it's, he got that bag. Yeah, he got, 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 some, got some of that honeymoon weight. Hey, I mean, he's got yeah. Care. I mean, you know, I mean, I, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't. I can't make. I can't <laughs> knock him too much. But, uh, those, yeah, folks in, those folks in uh, those folks in Denver are knocking him though. <laughs> those folks in Denver. I mean, yo, he got Sierra on one arm and a, a Ducktales money bag of like 170 million dollars underneath the other. So he Russell chilling. Nah, uh, Sean Payton will get him straight. He'll just get him on that Drew Brees deal where it's like. Yeah, snap the ball out in less than two seconds type thing. Because yep. uh, Drew Brees, that was the comparison too. Drew Brees is a smaller quarterback. Smaller rarely saw him get hit. It used to frustrate the hell out of me being a Panthers fan trying to get to Drew Brees because he got it out so fast. Like literally, he won't hold the ball longer than three seconds. And right. here we're used to quarterbacks holding the ball for five, six seconds, waiting on wide receivers to get open, and then they get blasted. So Bryce doesn't strike me as that type of quarterback. He seems like he's constantly down the field looking – and he doesn't seem like the type to take one read and run either. He seems like he wants to stay in the pocket and avoid uh, contact or whatnot. Um, what's up with Will Levis? It feels like Will Levis is like falling, uh, like a rock. Um, well, it, it uh, like it's it's been kind of weird. It's been it's been, been, been he's a kind of it's it's been kind of weird with him because like I've seen a lot of mocks have him like falling, but I've also read that the Colts are completely infatuated. With yeah, him. so like yeah. I don't. So I don't. I mean, I don't. If he falls, it almost uh-huh. seems like that means the Colts are trading back, but are trading back into the draft. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I, I'll say this: there are not the last quarterback we saw look like him in terms of looking like a bodybuilder was Tim Tebow, and it didn't work. Like, and, that's not. Yeah. That's not a quarterback thing. Like it's just yeah. not. <laughs> they say that he's a rusher. They say that he's a dual threat quarterback, but. Bro, he's never rushed for like more than two hundred yards in a season. <laughs> Not, nah, I, I don't think he's a dual threat quarterback. Like, I don't. I think, I think he's, I think he's a bust. Like, I, I would I take mean, Anthony, I yeah. would take Anthony Richardson over Will Levis. Oh, it's, it's gonna set yeah, the Colts yeah. back a decade, bro. Where, like, best landing spot for Anthony Richardson? Because uh, I'm looking at the top ten. I, I think Seattle would be. Yeah, yeah. I like Cause, that. Because he, because he, he can sit behind Geno Smith for two or three years and, and yep. learn and process and learn from a guy in Geno Smith that had to go through growing pains early in his yep. career, and that would help him out a lot. I don't, I don't know that since Seattle paid Geno, 
and found out they're, um, in, they're, they can get they're out of it after one year actually. They can get well, out of it. Yeah, but it is a three year deal, and I I don't know that I would necessarily get out of it. Like I think if yeah. I was them with that number five pick, I would look to add somebody that can help the roster right now because the right. NFC is, I mean, the NFC is kind of up for grabs outside of like the Eagles. I mean, yeah. it's, it's pretty up for grabs. So even the Eagles I, lost I, like 12 yeah. agents. So, I mean, yeah, I mean might, yeah. you know, so I mean the commanders too, I think maybe keep an eye on the commanders in the first round. If they, you know, Sam Howe has some slip. I think Sam Howe is going to be great. I think he's going to be the best quarterback in this he class, should, but he should have played earlier last year. My he should have. <laughs> <laughs> but they could do a grab and stash because Richardson is a project, so they could do a grab and stash and maybe put it, him behind it, him. It kind of feels like, yeah, wherever he goes, he'll be able to sit for a year and then, you know, maybe play. Uh, I don't want him in the NFC South. I keep feeling like either Atlanta or Tampa because Tampa. Well, Atlanta's already got Atlanta's already got two. I, I I do. I will say Tampa. If if he's there at nineteen, Tampa yeah. might take it. But I don't I, think Tampa's. I don't think Tampa's trading up. Yeah. Uh, I think but, Atlanta likes Ritter, man. I really think they. Believe I, well, yeah, and Atlanta, Atlanta also signed Heineke, so they've got two young quarterbacks. Yeah. I keep I keep seeing Bijan Robinson to Atlanta. That seems to that be a be pretty nice. popular thing because that. I mean, that makes a lot of sense because it, it's some you know you got two young quarterbacks that would help out a lot, obviously. Kyle Pitts on the outside with uh, yeah. uh, Drake London. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, Atlanta, Atlanta's trying to build from the skill positions in. It feels like uh, Carolina built from the inside out the line, uh, the offensive defensive lines out. Tampa is the only one where I'm like, if they can get a quarterback, they maybe they can piecemeal some stuff together. Hendon Hooker comes to mind. No, nineteen. Tank. I don't want him there. Take no. I want Tank. I'm, as a Buccaneer yeah. as a Buccaneer fan. I want him to take this year. I want him to suck this year. Oh, so y- y'all in the Drake May sweepstakes. That's exactly Drake May or Caleb Williams. That's oh, what man. I want. That's what See, and that, yo, Drake May. I want tough. I want the Baker Mayfield to show up that was in Carolina last year. <laughs> then I want then I want Kyle Trask to show that he is another typical Florida crappy quarterback. And then give me Caleb Williams or Drake May and then, and then we're back in the mix. And then we're back in the mix. So you're willing, you're willing to toss this year. I'm just one perfectly fine for I one mean, of those two guys. What's the guy, line, the linebacker, what's my man, the leading tackler? He demanded a trade from them. Oh, Devin oh. White. Yeah. Devin White. Devin so White. that could be some writing on the wall, man. I don't know. I don't think I don't think they're trading Devin White. I don't. Yeah. He's, 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 been a he's been real weird this offseason because he, he put up something before he asked for the trade that made it seem like he was he wanted to leave. And then he was then he tried to say when he got called out by the Tampa media. That he was just talking, he didn't mean anything about it, and then he came back and asked for a trade. He's like, No, no, I'm trying to leave. He is a beast. I, I love Devin White, but yeah. I, I mean, and he's I mean, still pretty, he's in his prime still, too. Yeah. Uh, real quick before we get out of here, thoughts on the commanders getting sold to uh, have you heard this story about um. Brian Davis. Brian Davis, yeah. Um, and, and then he messed it up. Like apparently he got on uh, DC radio or something a day or two ago and said something about how white people were messing up the deal. And <laughs> no, no, he, he said he said all he said all his money came from like white Sicilians and Italians and like <laughs> Because apparently he's a billionaire, apparently. Like this yeah. is Brian, this is Brandon. I don't know if he knows this story. Brian Davis. <laughs> Uh, he played for Duke. He was on the 90, yep. 91, 92 yeah, uh, yep. national championship teams. He was best friends with Christian Laettner. Matter of fact, back in the day, there was rumors that they were like together or whatever. Like that was the whole kind of thing. Oh. Yeah, they yeah. were super. They were super close. Like that was, was mentioned in the Christian in the Christian Laettner thirty for yep. thirty. Actually, Laettner bought <laughs> Laettner bought yeah. him a car. Uh, yeah. There was times where they're walking around campus holding hands. Like there's things like that. But it turns out they weren't. <laughs> they both 
neither one of them are gay. Like they were just messing with their body, like in 1992, which is a weird thing to to do. But well, Christian Leitner was a, Christian Leitner was well be- before his time as a troll. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the original troll. Christian Blake was six foot ten and could play basketball. Was but uh, apparently, Brian Davis, I guess he sold something he made or something and made a bunch of money off of it. Uh, and now apparently he's a billionaire, and uh, apparently he led a group that was bidding on the Commanders too. Uh, the group that actually put in the winning bid apparently uh, six billion dollars. It's a group that has Magic Johnson in it. Uh, yeah. The dude that owns the New Jersey Devils, uh, and the Sixers, and Part the, Sixers. Of the Sixers too. Yeah. yeah. And then and then this Brian Davis thing happened. And like at first I was like Brian Davis, whatever. And then uh, I think it was Josh Graham. He put it on Twitter. He was like, "Yes, that Brian Davis." And I was yeah. like. <laughs> Like what? How did yeah. become a billionaire? I think they ignored the bid. Like I don't even think they're accepting their bid. Well, I, I think he he didn't have all of it liquid. Like he only had like one billion of it liquid yeah, or something. Was, it, was, it was it was there was a, there was a lot of like there was a lot of like moving stuff with with that bid. He, he tried to say he tried to say he was offering seven billion, but I don't think he actually had. Yeah, <laughs> seven billion to offer. <laughs> he was putting the commanders in layaway. Yeah. Pretty yeah, much. Like, yeah. payment, pl- payment plan. I'm gonna yeah. give you a billion right now, and I'm gonna pull this billion, and then I'm gonna give you the other six billion later on, like when we get to it. So, uh, Dan, I know Dan Snyder's dumb. He ain't that dumb. <laughs> right? Yeah. Dan Snyder's dumb. <laughs> the, the, the sports, man. We got to figure out a way to own a sports team because sports are the only thing where you can buy a team and and be horrible as an owner. And just wait like five, eight years. Michael Jordan bought his his majority share in the Hornets for like two hundred and fifty million dollars, like what over a decade ago. When they when he potentially sells here uh, after the draft, I would assume uh, the the Hornets are worth like two point four billion or something now. Like he's gonna literally make like a billion dollars and did nothing. Didn't make the playoff. Yeah. Did God, nothing he, at all. I, but hope, I hope the he sells. I hope he sells before the draft. God, <laughs> I think they're waiting please, so they can please see. Please don't let him draft. Make another draft pick. <laughs> <laughs> nah, honestly, I think they're waiting to see because if it's Victor Wimayama, the value of your franchise just went up. Oh, uh, if yeah, it's that's Victor, true. that's true. Hit the streets of Charlotte, throw a parade if it's <laughs> yes. Victor Wimayama. Uh, we, we back. <laughs> yeah, we back. We outside. We outside again. It'll, it'll end up being like uh, like Gigi Jackson or somebody that will we'll, 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 end up getting Gigi. Jackson, because they got another first round pick uh, later on. In the Gigi round. actually had a really good. You know, he had a good year. Just nobody. I mean, it's South Carolina, they, so nobody. Yeah, they, they just yeah. weren't very good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, Brandon Miller, if you can't get wins, I like I like Brandon Miller a lot. I was going to say I would be fine with Brandon Miller as a consolation prize. Put him on that backcourt. Yeah, be problems, yeah. you know. And Mark Williams up front. They yeah. got the pieces, you know what I mean? They're just so young. Like all these guys are younger than twenty five. Like they just needed a couple of years together to grow and not be hurt, <laughs> you know, like I they, think, they were uninjured this year. I think they could have probably made the playoffs. I mean, we got to look at it though. As a, as the, that last year, or two years ago, they made a mistake. We can now honor it. James <laughs> Book Knight is not it. They should have oh. signed. They should have re-signed Malik Monk. They dropped yeah. the ball. Yep. On that one. Yeah. yeah. Book Knight, oh, yeah. man, you get out of Greensboro. Like he literally goes back and forth from the swarm. It almost feels like he don't even care <laughs> where he is. Like, it, it's like, like then he, he got, and he got he got a, a DUI or a couple DUIs yeah. too or something like he's gotten yeah, in a little bit he's gotten in like a little bit of trouble too I, I think. yeah and I got a chance Greensboro to a wild city though I was living out here <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a great wild city they get, watch out over on Elm you know hey, <laughs> gay city baby gay yeah. city 
on that note, we'll, we'll get out of here. Uh, go enjoy your Saturday. I, I, like I said, I'm trying to look out my window. It looks like the sun is out. I thought they said it was supposed to rain until four. Ryan, I know you got A&T baseball like at three, I, right? I'm on. I'm in a holding pattern. Well, no, they moved it back to six o'clock because of the oh, forecast. But, okay. but yeah, so I'm in a holding pattern to see if they're actually going to play or not. I, I was going to go over there. My favorite gonna, kind of Saturdays. <laughs> I, was actually, I was actually going to do it uh, for the radio, and I saw the forecast like three days out, and I was like, nah, they aren't going to get me this time because I've had like Mess, four messing rain. Up my, messing, up my, messing up my brewery time, man. Like, yeah, I was <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, you're not working, but you can't sauce. Like, <laughs> Yo, everybody go enjoy your Saturday. We'll be back next week with a brand new edition of The Rundown here on WWBG, 1470 AM. Uh, it's MacaRoadSportsRadio.com. Enjoy your Saturday.